Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. Reflections from the Heart is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a family ministry of Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join us as we break open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for this Sunday's Mass, as we invite the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers to inspire us today. And now, here is your host with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome everyone to another session of Reflections from the Heart. My name is David Abel. Today I'm joined by Rob Longo, Ruth Joka, and Tom DeAngelis. Welcome one and all. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. Everybody would take a moment and get their Bibles. We're going to turn to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. But Rob, before we break open the bread of life to see how the Lord wants to speak to us, do you mind inviting the Holy Spirit to help us to see what we're to see, hear what we're to hear, and then put it into action. I would love to. In the name of the Father, Father Son, Son, Holy Son, Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear God, thank you for thank you for, for, for you. Thank you for the gift that you are to us. Thank you for choosing us, delighting in us, desiring us. Thank you for entrusting us with so many things, uh, our, own li- our own life, the lives of those uh, in our care, just our beautiful gift of faith, Lord. Help us to uh, just to be in a position, a receptive position right now, that we can receive your love, that we can receive uh, the words that you want to speak into our hearts, that we can receive the encouragement, that we can receive the exhortation, that we can receive any correction that might be needed, any change of direction that you might have in store for us, Lord. Please help us to be receptive. And then give us the zeal and the passion to take what you have given us and share that with everyone, with everyone, just to be your love, your light, your joy, your peace, your hope in in the world. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, Father Son, Son, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. 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 And Ruth, do you mind giving us a little gospel love today? Yes. Jesus said to his disciples, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are a light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket. It is set on the lampstand, where it gives light to all in the house. Just so, your light must shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. You know, the sentence that jumped out at me today and never jumped out before, a city set on a mountain cannot be hidden. And I don't know if any of our listeners or audience have driven by the Starborn Village. When it's decorated for Christmas, it is a city lit up Mm -hmm. that is just absolutely majestic, set on the highest point of the property. And the purpose and the mission of the Star Barn Village, the whole Stone Gables estate, is to tell the biblical truths of Jesus Christ and in the invitation to the world to come into relationship with him and then to enter into the eternal banquet to be with him forever. So this city set on a mountain cannot be hidden. It's the imagery I saw of the Star Barn Village lit up for Christmas, not a typical light show, but a three-mile Christmas light drive through that tells the life of Christ in lights. 
the message and the mission of the Stone Gables Estate in the Star Barn Village is just shouted out in this very sentence. We, as temples of the Holy Spirit, we, as instruments God wants to use in the world, as lights in the world, we need to let it shine. Let it shine. Be invitations to the eternal banquet and to be eternally united in the eternal exchange of love. God the Father to the Son is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Wow. Tom, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit if I can. Oh, yeah. Um, so for everybody listening, Tom and I work every we work on a gospel reflection sheet that has some questions on it, some food for thought questions. It goes out to senior centers and some high schools and different groups that you know just might want to have a, a question to throw out there when you know when uh, things things get a little stalled. And the question that you submitted this week, um, if if you can read that question, do you have it with yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I do so actually. Can, yeah, if you can read that and uh, you know just share like what was. You know, when you were praying about this, and you know, what, what was put on your heart? Because it, it was it was an interesting question. I never, hmm. I never heard that question asked before. But it it's uh, I think it's worth us diving in because I think it could be a good self reflection for us and for everyone yeah. listening. Well, and I think it does grow out of my reflections over over the years. But um, yeah, I just happen to have it here on my sheet. So, um, is it just a matter of doing good deeds and letting people think what they will about who gets the glory? Or is there a way that Jesus did his good deeds and expects me to do mine that sends a message to others that my deeds glorify my Father rather than myself? How did Jesus know, for example, that the Pharisees in their good deeds were glorifying themselves and not God? Hmm. So, so peel, peel back the onion for us. What, what no, were you because, thinking about? because um, obviously Jesus criticized the Pharisees for glorifying themselves in their good deeds. So they were doing good deeds kind of by objective definition. You know, they were helping mm-hmm. people or doing things. But somehow or another, the way they did them was obvious to people that they were glorifying themselves more than God. And I guess the question is, how is it, how do you, how can you look at a good deed and see if it's glorifying the person or glorifying God? And is there a way that we can do that that? As, as you pointed out, David, that brings people closer to God, brings them closer in relationship to God, then makes them think better of me. You know, Now, they, they may think that because it has brought them closer to God, but I think the thing that Jesus was getting at was the Pharisees, they didn't much care about God. They were more about glorifying themselves, becoming popular, becoming famous, becoming wealthy, becoming uh, having more authority. So clearly, he distinguished between one kind of behavior and another kind of behavior. How about the woman who, you know, put in her last two pennies for the day? You know, that's a different, obviously, a different kind of giving because he called attention to that. You know, she gave more than everybody else. It put large sums of money in. So, what is it about about that giving or that doing that glorifies God? How do we make sure that we're moving in that direction or doing things that way versus, you know? And I think for those of us that are active in the church and active in ministries, that's a that's a heavy question. You know, when people start thinking better of me. Then, am I really bringing them closer to Christ? You know, to the Blessed Sacrament, to Christ in in the Eucharist, for example. And I really think it's answered here, Tom. It mm-hmm. says that they may hear your good deeds. No, no, no. It says that they may see your good deeds. You see, when we tell everybody what we've done, either through our 
actions, the clothes we wear, or beating our chest or whatever, it's about us. But when God allows the people to spiritually see our good works without us bringing notice to it, it's all a matter of the heart. And it's really a, a self-reflection, inviting the Holy Spirit to illuminate our hearts. Why do you give to that charity? Why do you do the works you do for the church? Why do you go and do anything for the Lord? If it's a mo- if the motive of your heart is to bring God all honor, all glory, all praise, then let it be to that audience of one. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell anybody. But what God will do, he'll send you the heavenly kisses you need. He knows what you need. He'll bring people to you that say, said, the talk you gave changed my life. Now here's the key that I had to learn the hard way. Don't reject that gift. I used to turn my head and put my hands up and say, no, 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 it wasn't me. It was God. Well, you just rejected that person's heart movement mm. to give you a gift entrusting it to you for the Lord, and you rejected it. I learned a hard way. Don't do that. What you do is you say thank you. Thank you for those words of encouragement. Thank you for that affirmation of how God is choosing to use me to help others because to God be all the glory. You receive the gift of that thanksgiving for the Lord. To reject the gift, and you think that's this, 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 magnanimous thing you're doing. Oh, aren't I holy? No, you're actually not. It's actually, you know, almost a form of pride. It's it's not of God. Mm-hmm. Receive the gift. The person's heart was pierced, not by you, but however God chose to use you to pierce it. So receive the gift entrusted to you by the Lord for the Lord and point to him. To God be the glory. Thank you for sharing that that little heavenly kiss with me. I'm telling you, since I've learned that, and I thank the young lady that was put in the group that challenged me and said, you know what you just did? You refused their gift. Hmm. And I never saw it that way. So I was blind, had a blind spot. She helped me see. And so I'm sharing that truth with each and every one of our listeners to help others to see. Receive the gift. Hmm. It's okay. But receive it for the Lord. The one one note, <clears throat> that I wrote down, uh, you know, Tom, when you were reading that question, was, uh, is it possible that it's 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 obvious on the outside, or that it's not obvious on the outside that, you know, from externals that they're doing it for themselves, um, but was Jesus really able to just see the, the the intentions of their heart, you know? So it could, you know, it could have all the trappings and and everything, you know, all the you know, the, it looks good to everybody, and it even looks like a, a thing that you're doing for God. Um, but then, you know, but only God sees your heart. Um, so, th- yeah, this is, you know, w- what you're throwing out there for us to really pray on is is big, you know, that are, are we okay if no one notices, Dave? You know, like, are, are we okay that if what we do, we do it for the Lord and no one ever finds out? And we never get a heavenly kiss, or we never get anything in return. Are we still okay? That's that for me. And, that, that's a that's a challenge. And to the extent you're not, there's still a bit more purification process that needs to happen, Rob. Mm-hmm. Because if we truly are doing it for the audience of one, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to the extent that we need the add a boy, and I'm very good. I just did it this morning. 
with Ruth, and she didn't realize it. I said, what did you think of the meeting this morning? I was looking for an attaboy. <laughs> I did. I'm guilty. It's, it's the insecurity in little David that has a very clever way of looking for an attaboy. But the Lord searches our heart. I love David. Of course, my name is David. In fact, the morning, this morning at Mass, the priest, when he gave his homily, said, I'm not talking about David Abel. I'm like, oh, yes, you are. <laughs> but I'm talking about King David. And so David in the Psalm says, search me, O Lord. Create in me a new heart. Invite the Holy Spirit to search your heart. What are your motives? Because if there are anything short of bringing God all honor, all glory, and all praise, there's still that sulfur water of pride that needs to be purged. It's okay. We're human. Ask God for the grace. Ask God for the help. Because I'm telling you this, and I use this word in a meeting this morning, we are all in a process of purgation. Purgation means to purge from us that which is not of Jesus Christ and perfect in us that which is of Christ. And that comes from the Bible comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses tw- verse 12. The hay and the stub and the wood are burned off. The gold and silver still go in the fire of God's love, but they're refined. And they're suffering because me as a human being, I don't want to let that go. I want my little attaboy now and again, and I, mm-hmm. I have a clever way of reaching out there mm-hmm. for it. So you know what? It's okay. When you realize you're God's precious son and daughter, he peels back that little bit of that onion peel to say, ooh, there's a little smelly one i got to ask the Lord's help for. Help me, Lord. Because, again, this is key for me. The pathway to heaven is paved with the stepping stones of humility. I did nothing. The Lord Jesus Christ chose to do every good work in me, with me, and through me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. I think, too, when, you know, when how do you know, you know, when it's done in, when your gift is done in love, love of God first, love of the other, the one who the gift is being given to, then it it points away from yourself and it points directly where it needs to be. And then discerning, you know, the fruits of the Spirit, what does this bring back to God? What does this gift of love that you're giving bring back to God? Um and you're seeking no repayment because it's that's all gift is is just throwing it out there for God and the love of the other then you know there's going to be nothing necessary to come back to you and it's all given in love love the analogy you are salt of the earth do you realize what God's saying to you he also says you are light do you realize what he's saying he's saying because Jesus Christ is the light of the world, he's saying to you, you are in your uniqueness today, Christ in the world. Can people taste Jesus Christ in you? Can they feel the touch of Christ in you? Can they see Christ in you? Salt has a flavor. Christ and the aroma of Christ, can they sense that on you? So for me, this whole understanding really comes down to us claiming our identity in Jesus Christ. We are members of his body, and 
he is the head, we are also precious sons and daughters of the Father. Claim your identity in Christ. Be the world changers, doing the good works that God has prepared for you to do in advance. Be that world changer. Be Christ in the world. And it's a daily choice. It's a daily journey. It's a daily purgation. And that's where the Catholic Church gets the word purgatory, because to the extent that when we die, there's still any of that earthly stuff in us, it's still got to be cleansed. Because the book of Revelation clearly says, nothing unclean shall enter heaven. So that final purification process, which the Catholic Church calls purgatory, it's a state of being, not a place. It happens to us, this purgation, so that when we enter the gates of heaven, it is fully Christ that lives in us, with us, and through us in our uniqueness, the way God created us in the beginning, in his image and likeness, as his precious sons and daughters. I just got a a beautiful lesson this past week regarding claiming our identity. Uh, One of our ministries is called the Fathers of St. Joseph, and within there, we're uh, we're exhorting men to break away into silence. That we're you know, we're we're called to follow in the footsteps of Saint Joseph to be a father on earth, like the Father in heaven. And God could have chosen any man to be our model, and He did. He chose Joseph. So, what is it about Joseph that we can that we can emulate? And you know, listening is one of those things. And that's the first pillar of of his spirituality: listen, embrace silence, so we can listen to discern our mission. And David, when he said to claim your identity as son. Uh, this journey has been has been great because we've been encouraging people about this, you know, trying to get men to participate. But I never quite did it myself, as we're suggesting other men to do. So this past Saturday, uh, we're we're running a lead retreat at at our Gospel Reflection. So we, were, you know, for the next five weeks, we're doing uh, the five session retreat. And this past Saturday was listen to discern your mission. And within there, Devin Shah teaches us the seven R's of prayer. And it's just a way, so this will transform your lives. And so many times I just like throw up a quick prayer to God, like, hey, good morning, God, how you doing? You know, I, or, or I have this one thing that I pray. And it's like, I just do that. And okay, now let me, let me get on with my day. And so we went over this on Saturday and then I started doing this beginning on Sunday. And the seven R's are recognize. So recognize God's presence, that wherever you are, he is there. So God, you are here, I am here. So happy to be here. This is awesome. Just recognize God's presence. Then read, read scripture. That's how God speaks to us, right? One of the ways he speaks to us directly, his, or these are his words. So read scripture until something hits you. And then the third R, reflect on that. Just keep going over that over and over in your, in your mind, in your heart. And then after you finish reflecting, have a little response with, with our Lord. Talk to him. You know, one, of the, one of the readings that really hit my heart Earlier in the week, it was about being tested, how, how God perfected the leader of our salvation, Jesus, through his suffering, through the test that he went through. And then Jesus will be there for us, and he can help us in our suffering, our tests, our trials. So I was talking to God about that, the different trials that was going on. And then after you do that, then you rest. And Devin says, and he's speaking to guys, this is the most important part. Don't rush through that. Just be. Claim your identity and be his son. 
And what pleases a father more than a child just wanting to be with them, right? Like just jump up on my lap. You don't need to perform anything. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to juggle or show me straight A's. Just if you want to just be with me, that, that like lights my heart on fire as a biological dad. And what do you think it does to our heavenly father? So rest, rest. And then after the rest, make a resolution based on the scripture, based on the, you know, the conversation you had and that resting, what resolution do you have that day that you can offer up to the Lord? And then the final is remember throughout the day, remember this. And, and Devin claims that this will change your life. And I've only been doing it this week and it has been amazing. It is, it's been such a gift, such a gift. You know, God wants more of us. And you know, I've been blessed to be able to go to daily mass, but this is something that, um, you know, that personal prayer time that's been just, you know, kind of here and there it hasn't been very intentional. Whenever it happens, it happens. But this has, uh, has been a great journey. And I've been taking notes each day. You know, I write the date, I write the scripture and I write, you know, if there's any, you know, little, little something to remember, you know, that experience by just one quick example. The very first day that I did this, I shared it with, my resolution was to share it with my kids. So we have five kids and I was able to do three out of the five that day. Great. And, um, you know, I told them what I was doing. I opened up scripture, I shared, and it was one in Hebrews about testing. And I shared that with my youngest, her name is Hope. And right away when she heard that about, you know, so Jesus was tested. God loves Jesus. Jesus was tested. Jesus says that I'll be there when you're tested to help you. And she right away related it to a movie we, we recently saw <laughs> called Run the Race. It's the movie that Tim Tebow and his brother produced. And this nine-year-old girl was like, that, just like that movie. I was like, tell me about it. Mm. I remember the two brothers and she starts talking. I was like, yeah, why do you think? And then I was able to ask her a question and we went back and forth. And it was all because instead of me being in the position of like facilitating the ministry that we have or trying to get everybody else to be involved, our Lord is telling me very clearly, Rob, be a participant, be a receiver of the ministry that I've entrusted you with as Stewardship and Mission of Faith. Receive, be an active you know, be, be a receiver, a participant. And, and, and that's gonna, that's gonna be the way I transform you. Wow. wow. When I reflected on the word salt again, a friend of ours shared his story because I never looked at it this way, but when a soldier's in battle, especially he came from the Vietnam war with the heats that are over there. A lot of the salt in his body is used as he's exerting the energy and it needs to be replenished. Well, when you do Lexio Divino, which is what we're doing now, the breaking open of the bread of life and bringing it forward to today, we look at it literally, spiritually, and in the life of Christ. When we look at this spiritually, you realize when we go out into the world, after we've filled up with the Lord in the morning and our morning prayer, daily mass, our time with God, we go out into the world, just as Jesus said earlier in the scriptures, that he felt when the woman touched his cloak, mm. that energy went out of him. Well, as God uses us in different events, energy goes out of us. And if we fail to stop mm. and refuel and get that salt of the world, mm. Jesus Christ, if we fail to get that back into our bodies, <laughs> then they come to when salt loses its taste, we don't have, it's us because Christ is depleted from us. So it's so important, just as the soldiers in a physical battle need salt to continue that battle and to be at their bodies to re, you know, get back the energy and, and to rest and to heal and, and be able to go at it again the next day, we do need that salt. And so for me, that's fascinating how spiritually that major truth is, comes from the, a physical world. 
Salt also is an interesting thing. When you get the salt, you become thirsty. You want more water, which water is an important element of the body. Well, same thing spiritually. When you get the salt of Christ, Mm. you want more water, but you want living water. You want more of the living water because the living water is what gives your spirit and animates your spirit. In life, you can go out and meet more people and do the works God's prepared for you. So it's fascinating. I was sharing stories about things I have to do next week. I didn't even remember I have to do and give talks at high schools and everything. And I'm like, phew. I said, I can guarantee you, I don't want to do it. I don't have the energy to do it. And the Lord says, great. Now I can use you. <laughs> because if it's you and you got the energy and you got the words, you don't need me. But if you're out of energy and you don't have the words, then ask me and I'll send my Holy Spirit. I'll give you the words. I'll give you the strength. And then it'll be the Holy Spirit that'll speak the words to the youth, to the youth through you. And I'll use you as I'm meant to use you as an instrument in the salvation of souls in helping these children claim their identity in Christ. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. So again, call on the Father. Call on the Holy Spirit. Jesus opened all of heaven to us. Call on the, the saints. Call on the, the angels. And use the armor, the full armor of Christ, the full army of, of God in this battle we go out into every day, taking our light, the light of Christ, into every place God takes us. And earlier in the week at one of our uh, gospel reflection that I was at, somebody pointed out, and I think this really touches on what you're talking about, David, with the salt of the earth, is in this two, in these two comparisons that Jesus uses, salt comes out of the earth. Light doesn't come from the earth. Light comes from the sun. And that's what energizes our planet. So, you know, the salt that comes from from us, that's the salt of the world, and the light that comes from you know from God that shines through us are you know are two different things, but they have the same effect. You know, now salt can lose its taste, but light can't lose its light. Mm. So that's you know that I thought that was kind of interesting because mm. you always think of them as being kind of the same, just two different ways to say the same thing, but they really kind of do say something different when you think about it. And again, as we started this gospel reading, it says, Jesus said to his disciples, my question to each and every one of you today is, what is Jesus saying to you? Where is he calling you to be the salt and light of the world? And what good works does God want and has chosen you to do? Nobody else you to do. Remember what you heard today. When you don't have the strength, call on the Lord. That's when he can use you. He'll give you the strength. He'll give you the words. Be the world changer God calls you to be. God bless each and every one of you. Have a great day. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, please consider participating in a gospel reflection group For more information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area and to learn about all of the family of ministries, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. 
If you've enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider partnering with us by making a tax-deductible donation by visiting stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of all of us at Stewardship, a mission of faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.